Hi, I'm Kelly and welcome to the Beauty Inside Out podcast. Hey, I'm super excited to tell you about AgeJet. It's an aesthetic technology that treats multiple skin conditions, especially droopy eyes. I don't know about you, but does it bother you when people comment that you look tired or angry because of the way your eyes appear? Well, I'm happy to say I have a solution that really works. I have been patiently waiting for the FDA approval of AgeJet Energy Technology here in the U.S. AgeJet treats multiple skin conditions and skin colors. Some of the first signs of aging happen in our eyes, hence the latest treatment, AgeJet Eye. AgeJet Eye uses a nitrogen plasma technology that addresses the bags and fine lines around your eyes. It's extremely safe, effective, and best of all, there's no surgery involved. Listen, when you look your best, you feel your best. So go to your browser and type in AgeJet, all one word, A-G-E-J-E-T.com to get more information. Hello, welcome to the Beauty Inside Out podcast. I'm Kelly Galvin, and today my guest is Dr. Jack Zamora. He's a plastic surgeon who is the medical director of the world's leading plasma technology center in Denver, Colorado. Our subject today is AgeJet. It's advanced plasma skin therapy, and we don't expect you to know what this is because it's new. So welcome, Dr. Zamora. I'm really excited to finally speak with you about AgeJet. Um, we've been kind of waiting for the right person and the right physician to really talk about this because it is so it is so unique and innovative. So tell your tell our audience just a little bit about your practice in Denver and your experience with nitrogen plasma energy. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm an oculoplastic surgeon here in Denver, Colorado. Been here for over 20 years, uh, doing uh, a lot of cosmetic uh, surgery treatments, and I've uh, really historically loved technology uh, from our early CO2 days and now to the plasma radiofrequency days. And uh, nitrogen plasma is our um, preferred treatment for skin resurfacing. Uh, it's replaced our erbium, replaced our CO2, uh, and this is what we use for our uh, our go-to for getting the best skin quality possible. That's a that's a heavy comment when you're talking about <laughs> CO2, right, and erbium, because that's been the gold standard for so long. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, everyone wants to go to that, and um, you know, I want to talk about a little bit of the differences between that. But first, I want to ask you: Is this a new technology, a new type of treatment? Well, uh, plasma energy has existed for years. Uh, we've, like many companies, have had this technology uh, back in their storerooms from acquisitions from different uh, physicists. Uh, but it's only now that the energy has been uh, truly packaged in a way that's successfully used for cosmetic surgery uh, or, or med spa treatments. And so while the energy has been around, it, it's truly making its way to the forefront right now uh, uh, worldwide. What took it so long? <laughs> <laughs> well, just like anything else, I think uh, I think you have to tinker around with the devices to, yes. to really get that sweet spot. Yes, Every device, yeah. yeah, every device has its sweet spot. And when you find it, boy, you can make some really cool things happen. Yeah, I really find it super interesting because you can vary the treatments, right? And um, do really several light passes or just do a really strong 
pass and um, and just kind of get it over with. But it really depends on your patients and how soon they want to go back, right, uh, to being social and being in the public. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting that you can get also different types of uh, outcomes based on the level of energy that you're applying. So, uh, for example, if you have melasma, some pigmentation in the skin, uh, that same device that tightens the skin is the same device that decreases pigmentation when you turn the dial down. And when you want to yeah. tighten the skin, you actually turn the dial up. And it, it's very amazing to see how this energy uh, creates different types of outcomes based on, on the modality that you're using. That is fascinating. So it kind of is going to put the IPL kind of really on the back burner. Uh, not necessarily. I think there's still a place for IPL, but uh -huh. it's a nice, a nice way of modulating the energy and, and getting the results and, that you want. Yeah. In one treatment. In one treatment. Exactly. It's IPL intense pulsed light. And so that is usually what the standard is. If you do have a lot of, you know, hyperpigmentation, those brown spots, right? So um, it's really nice to be able to have one treatment that kind of tightens the skin and, you know, takes care of the age spots all, all, all at one time. Right. So, yeah. When you when you find that sweet spot of this device, and you can modulate it for your different patients and get get results that you want. Uh, and and the other incredible thing I would say, uh, probably the most remarkable thing, is when you've been in the business for many years, you you get to see the long-term outcomes of these patients. And sometimes uh, some aggressive CO2 uh, resurfacing treatments uh, in the short term look great, but in the long term uh, look destructive, whereas plasma energy age jet has uh, really shown some beautiful outcomes for uh, our patients over the course of, of uh, you know many months to years. Really? It's just because... Why do you think that is? Because they're both supposed to kind of stimulate collagen, right? Yeah, it, it's the energy itself. You know, CO2 energy is directed at uh, delivering a lot of heat energy, targeting the water. Uh, and unfortunately, the CO2 energy has to get to the deeper layers by damaging the superficial layer. Mm -hmm. uh, with with jet the plasma energy is almost bypassing the superficial layer, getting into the deep dermal layer without necessarily taking away all of that superficial protective wow. surface. And so wow. it's, and it's a form, it's a, it's the radio frequency, the high uh, wavelength radio frequency that's used. And truly radio frequency is going to be, it has been and will continue to be uh, the secret for rejuvenation uh, for years to come. Okay, so explain when you said high uh, RF radio frequency, it's working with the nitrogen plasma. Right. And so okay. radio frequency is used to uh, take the nitrogen gas and uh, energize the gas and create energy from that gas, kind of like a lightning bolt. Uh, yeah. the, you see the plasma energy that's created from the energizing of the nitrogen within our atmosphere uh, that creates these lightning bolts. Um, and so that lightning bolt is energy that's being carried throughout this gaseous environment. Uh, similarly, that can be uh, recreated utilizing a machine like AgeJet that transfers this radio frequency energy through the nitrogen gas uh, channel that's pumped out by the machine onto the skin and it creates some pretty incredible results. Um, and, and when you look at this energy, 
it's very different than what we're used to. We think, okay, we're going to take an energy, we're going to heat things, and mm -hmm. things are going to shrink up and contract, and then we're done. Well, it turns out that there's more complexity to the energy, and there's uh, intricacies and nuances to the different wavelengths of these radio frequency machines, whether it's RF microneedling or uh, other plasma devices. AgeJet just happens to be that uh, really neat nitrogen-based plasma device with the right radio frequency wavelength that creates the changes that we're seeing. What a great explanation. That's a great explanation. So how does this compare to when you hear about plasma pens? I just want to kind of clarify that. Yeah. So plasma pen is just taking the normal atmospheric uh, uh, energy or, or uh, gas, for example, yes. uh, and applying a little electrical current. Um, it's not quite the same. Uh, plasma pen is, is a good device at delivering little dots of energy on the skin, uh, but it's very very user dependent and you can have some really nice outcomes in the right hands and some really uh unfortunate circumstances in the wrong hands yeah um, and i believe in some states that uh estheticians can use the pen right yes uh it's it's a handheld device uh yeah. but again it doesn't have the elegance that this device has yeah. that hjet has with delivering that deeper dermal uh, energy without yeah. causing significant uh, uh, pigmentation and skin right. changes or problems on the superficial surface. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. I wanted to point that out just because, you know, people might see, you know, plasma pen. And again, we think plasma as blood, but it's nitrogen plasma. Um, so in case people see a pen advertised or someone talking about it, this is definitely different. Um, and it's um, who, who actually can use this and is does that vary in different states as well? It, it does vary in different states and there's different uh, modules. The lower levels typically are, are geared towards estheticians. The higher levels are typically geared towards uh, different paraprofessionals or physicians. Okay. Uh, but again, it, it depends state to state, uh, different yeah. regulations. Well, that leads to my next question then. Is it safe? Oh, it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> but just just like any other device, it, it's, if you in the wrong hands and and uh, use it appropriately, you can get some problems. Yeah. Uh, we've we've been again using older plasma technologies, uh, and now this advanced age jet uh, technology. And I love the results that we've had. It's been great. Interestingly, IPL is more dangerous than plasma energy. Yeah patients come in and they don't tell you that they've been laying in the sun <laughs> and then it's like uh oh you know so this is so fascinating I, I get I get more excited about this the more I hear about it and I've learned so much from you uh just in this short conversation now patients are going to ask does this hurt uh, it depends. If you have a low-level energy setting, you don't even need numbing cream. Uh, really? But uh, yep. But as you get into the higher energy levels, uh, to tighten that skin around the eyes, for example, uh, you'll need at the very least numbing cream, uh, and then sometimes even blocks when we're doing very aggressive things. Yes. Uh, often, oftentimes, the majority of time that I use it, we do it in conjunction with eyelid surgeries, just to make that skin look uh, youthful and. Oh, that sounds and, great. Don't make me jealous. <laughs> um, 
so where on the body can you use the age jet? Can you pretty much use it anywhere? If you're using it on the eyes, my gosh. And I, I have seen a, a video of somebody using it on the eyes, which was fascinating because there's no eye shields or anything. So it's safe really to the eyes. Right. Uh, because it's not a light energy, like laser energy, uh, you don't necessarily need to uh, use eye shields, but you still you still need to be careful around any area, truly. Mm -hmm. uh, with, yeah. respect to, with respect to where you can use it, we've used it from head to toes. I mean, name a place except for the hairline where it can singe hair uh, just about everywhere else. And we've gone as far as uh, even using it for some uh, sexual rejuvenation, believe it or not. Really? Wow. Yeah. The idea that uh, in terms of, for example, male rejuvenation, uh, everyone talks about getting blood flow to uh, the organ and, and everyone talks about keeping the blood flow to the organ, but you can actually do a very mild, a low level uh, age jet treatment uh, to the glands penis, for example, to augment yeah. the sensitivity. And so that enhances the- uh, Yeah, that's the gotta to... be a super, I, I did hear about, Another technology, and, and I honestly, I can't remember, but they were claiming it was really helping their patients with ED and that they don't have to really take any kind of pills and they're so thankful and, you know, so, so that's great to hear about. Um, but let's stick to the eyes. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and there is, you know, there is a procedure that we're going to get to in a second called the age jet eye. And I think that's where you see the most profound effects. Um, Who's a good candidate for the procedure? I think anyone who is starting to notice that uh, eyelid surgery may be in their future is yeah. a great candidate. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and so I think uh, for people who have either upper or lower eyelid uh, laxity uh, and are worried about undergoing a procedure or going under the knife, I think it's a great way to start off by uh, uh, having a treatment to just help develop a little bit more collagen, maybe some elastin and uh, get uh, hold off on that on that surgery for as long as you can. Yeah, some people have those beautiful um, bedroom eyes, you know, kind of like uh, the Bacall or the, and they, to, to change it. And I'm also, I hate to bring up Renee Zewellinger. I just love her. Um, she's the actress. Um, am I saying her name wrong? Zewellinger. Zellweger. Yeah, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she, she's, she's so great. And then she had her eyes done and she looked so different. So would this have been a different outcome for her, you think? If Yeah, I, I think so. Only because, you know, once you undergo surgery, things are irreversible. Uh, and yeah. So that's, that's in that case, yes. In that sense, yes. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know if that's the look she was going for and we don't. So exactly. You know, just don't know, but I, I think she's just a wonderful actress for sure. Mm -hmm. And she still looks great as far as I'm concerned. So um, what about skin types and colors? Can you, is there any, you know, hard stop on treating, you know, a Fitzpatrick six or African-American? Uh, well, we've actually done Fitzpatrick six patients with age jet. Uh, oh again, you have to you have to modulate it. Uh, mm -hmm. But the probably the most impressive thing has been this technology is used quite uh, significantly uh, in the Asian market, 
where you see a lot of melasma. That's one of the yeah. scariest things, one of the scariest mm -hmm. uh, uh, situations to treat where you can make melasma much worse. And at low energy levels, you can actually see a reduction in that melasma. And so yeah. not only uh, Fitzpatrick, but uh, hyperinflammatory skin mm -hmm. in, the, in the form of melasma are, are potential options as long as you're doing it with uh, the right settings. Again, wow. wrong settings, you can cause some problems. Yes, and, yes. And, and, and I've, I've seen some of that where it just gets worse and then you just feel so bad and it's just that patient's skin, you know, and that's with CO2 or, um, you know, some other types that just kind of inflame it even more i mean those melanocytes get any kind of heat and all they do is party you know they just want, <laughs> they just want to come out and you know show them on your skin or your hands um so how would you compare this treatment to a laser resurfacing you really i know we touched on this a bit but you know laser resurfacing we're dealing with eye shields we're dealing with an iv sedation because it can hurt and we're talking about a lot of numbing cream and then at least 10 days of downtime. And how does that compare to this uh, H-Jet procedure? Uh, so the H-Jet is not as aggressive, I would say. Uh, it doesn't require as much downtime. Um, it also allows for the superficial skin barrier to stay. So unlike CO2 laser, for example, you're taking away that whole protective barrier, whereas yeah with age jet that superficial skin barrier stays and the energy and the transformation is happening in the deeper tissue uh, but again the most incredible thing is just the the buttery result of the skin that you get long term yeah uh, typically with co2 laser i just noticed that a lot of our patients particularly the more aggressive co2 lasers their skin looked very thin and friable a year two years out yeah. And here you're trying to fix that even more with CO2 lasers. But when you take someone who's had significant skin damage from Hawaii, for example, we had one yeah. young lady fly in and uh, she uh, has had every device under the sun, uh, CO2, erbium, and to see the, the significant qualitative change of her skin after an age jet procedure, uh, that's that's the the hallmark of what we want is results. Right. And I've worked in so, I think I've worked in so many different states talking about, you know, um, plastic surgery for all sorts of different. And the main thing is I, that I found is people, the high altitude areas where there's so much near in Denver. So you probably see all the skiers and the hikers and they come in with a lot of skin damage. So you know, the one thing that I do notice is that after they have, if they've had really bad skin damage and they have a procedure, they're usually a little bit more conscientious of, you know, covering their head and keeping an SBF on, you know, to maintain it because there's such a radical, radical difference. Um, so what is the healing time? Because I, I know personally, I had a, a laser resurfacing, fractional laser resurfacing, and it was about 10 days. And there were a lot of uh, quirky things with it. I mean, I loved the result um, in the end, but there was a lot of peeling, a lot of itching. Um, and, you know, your body reacts to, to different things. Even if you have a coffee, you can turn red in the face. I mean, it's, you know, so what is it? What is the downtime? Can somebody have it done and go back to work the next day or? 
Yeah, it, it depends. Uh, you know, with uh, our standard treatment, yes, you can have a low-level spot treatments, and and it's one-day downtime. Mm -hmm. uh, the most aggressive treatments where uh, we're doing it in conjunction with surgeries and things of that nature, uh, he, even those patients heal in five days, six days, or less. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's a fraction of the amount of time that it takes patients to heal from an aggressive CO two. Okay. So with the HJI, do you get peeling and swelling? Uh, you can get some swelling, uh, but it's it's amazing to see how much more comfortable the patients are. And again, I think it's because that superficial skin barrier is still there. Yes, uh, it's got to be. That makes yeah. complete sense. So the healing time typically is about five days or so, so a little bit longer, yeah. depending on the patient. Um, and the ideal patient, of course, that they don't smoke, right? They Correct. try to keep uh, smoking a couple yeah. of yeah. That's right. Uh, the ideal patient is is someone who doesn't smoke, has great nutrition, uh, ex exercises, but is willing to take a few days off to heal, yeah. uh, and uh, and drinks lots of water. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. That's a great suggestion. Um, how long do the results last for? So, you know, we've been I've been playing with plasma energy, like I said, for for not quite a decade, but you can see the skin changes from the earlier plasma devices for years. Okay. And so anticipate this. Uh, it's interesting. I, I, a long time ago, I had a patient where we did an, an aggressive periocular treatment, mild cheek treatment, and uh, no jaw treatment. And after about three years, you could still see the different levels of pigmentation uh, and rejuvenation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so would that tend to make somebody want to do kind of their whole face so you don't have any demarcation lines or? Correct. I think, I think uh, depending on the, the age of the patient, right. uh, typically I would say the majority of eyelid patients are around 42 years of age. Mm -hmm. And depending on whether or not they're outdoors a lot, skiing or tanning or, or just gardening or, or, you know, triathletes or sure. the more sun exposure, the more skin damage. And those are the patients who will want a full face done. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny. There was a movie, I think it was Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. And I can't remember the third one, maybe it was Dolly Parton or something. And they were all like with these pillows. So they wouldn't sleep on their face. <laughs> you know, it was just like, you know, whatever you can do to stop the aging process. And uh, the great thing about age jet eye, and now I want to really get into the, the, talking about this is that the first place that you actually see aging, like you said, is that around 40, 42, where the eyelid is, you know, starting to come down a bit or your forehead's coming down. And then you've got the crow, the crow's feet around the eyes. I don't really mind that. I think it's, you know, one of those things that it just comes with age, right? But a lot of people don't. So, you know, what is what is it the the expectation of actually getting that treatment around the eyes? Say you're young enough at, in your 40s and you get the treatment around your eyes and then do you do you you still heal within five days, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's probably not so much depending on the patient. Uh, demarcation of the rest of the face? Uh, in, in the majority of that patient population, correct. Uh, I think you're yeah. going to see a nice blending in. Uh, but like we said, we can modulate the device so that as we're going 
uh, further and further away from our initial treatment area, we get to blend it in. Yes. Uh, so that, that's that's uh, usually the trick. Uh, secondly, like you mentioned, patients are going to take care of this, uh, of their skin afterwards, and including sunglasses and sunscreen. And, and so that helps to end Botox to, as an adjuvant to help uh, the longevity of this treatment. Uh, but again, even if you do nothing, it's impressive to see uh, the earlier patients with years the later. Difference. And so the H-Jet eye treatment really focuses on um, kind of the younger man or woman that wants to kind of rejuvenate um, around their eyes. They're noticing maybe um, a little bit more lid. If you're a woman and you're putting on makeup, you know, it's just not staying where it used to be. Uh, Botox doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, the crepiness around the eyes. And what I find sometimes if I've had too much salt and I wake up in the morning, I've got these bags, you know, and it's not necessarily fat. It's just that extra skin. So how does that work with, you know, you do a treatment and how long does it last? Um, and for the eyes, do they have to have um, some kind of an IV sedation or just topical? Uh, you don't have to have an IV sedation. Again, the majority of our patients do it with just a topical lidocaine cream. Great. Uh, we can include a little bit of oral sedation, like a little Valium or something to relax uh, okay. our patients. Uh, but uh, the neat part is, you know, you don't have to have the eye shields and, and all of these things inside the eye manipulation that bothers patients. Uh, and other than that, uh, the way the device has um, been constructed, it's it's just a very quick uh, and not painless, but but comfortable enough of a treatment for patients yes. to say, thank yes. you so much. Um, yeah. And the the neat part is, like you mentioned, uh, as we get older, all of the tissue, not just the skin, but the tissue underneath the skin just starts to get looser and, right. and boggier. And this energy is able to penetrate that tissue and tighten uh, on a deeper level uh, and treat the areas that have become lax as we have grown older. And so, yeah. again, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, it's an elegant way of, of firming uh, and ever loosening periocular skin. Yeah, without having to have an incision. How great is that? Um, when do you see the patients after? How long? Usually a week later. Okay. But yeah. We have them come back a week just to make sure everything's healing well. Um, I think the only problems that we see is if patients are aggressive with their eyes and start rubbing on the skin because that skin barrier that's yes. there. Uh, protecting all of the tissue underneath uh, right. can be flaked off with uh, with an aggressive rub or or, or right. So you just got to be yeah. Come to be careful. Exactly, and then uh, yeah, just a bunch of happy patients uh, loving this treatment. So um, let's talk about just the age jet eye, and where do you see this evolving in the landscape of skin enhancement treatments? Uh, that are currently available now, like, you know, you can do combination things, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, I believe that the age jet is going to uh, be that ubiquitous uh, uh, device, meaning just like you used to see CO2 in everyone's office, you used to see erbium in everyone's office. Yes. You're, you're going to see uh, age jet and other radio frequency devices in everyone's office. And yeah. we're going 
Like right now, the, the big deal is to do the stacking or the multi-layered device, multi-device approach. So we'll okay. use uh, we'll use much deeper radio frequency devices that are more like uh, cannulas underneath the skin. Oh. Uh, and then we'll use uh, age jet on top of the skin uh, to get the most superficial area as safe and as efficient as, pos as possible. Yeah. Wow, that is just, I mean, so much has um, in, in a short period of time has changed. And this, I speak for the patient, you know, they want, they don't want to have downtime. They don't want to have pain and they don't really want to look like um, super different. Like somebody right. says, what did you do? You know, um, where they could say, if someone does say that, they could say, oh, I just caught up on my sleep and or I went on vacation. Right. So that's right. Um, that's really interesting. We'll have to talk a little bit more about that because I think that this is really the, you know, the niche that people are looking for. So in, in your experience, is this a jet, ideal new purchase for an aesthetic practice? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, uh, I'm uh, with, this is going to sound terrible, but, but everything that we use in our practice, I mean, we're the model for what med spas should have. Uh, yeah. and if we have it, there's no reason you guys shouldn't have it. And the fact that it's, this device is, is the technology is available worldwide, uh, over 50,000 treatments with, uh, nitrogen plasma have been performed. Uh, and this device, I will tell you, it is, uh, a, a really, uh, advanced iteration of the previous, uh, technology, uh, that allows this to, um, probably, transform the, the landscape of resurfacing in our in the cosmetic field. So what I wanted to ask you is if this is a really good technology for a young office to start with, um, will this be applicable to patients years to come? And how would, what are your thoughts on that? So now we, when I look at our clinic and see what's uh, in getting the starting position. And so we have different devices and, and we have every company come by, have us try out their devices and and it either makes a cut or it doesn't. And AgeJet is in our starting lineup of devices. Uh, it's It's been here, it's gonna stay here. We've seen the technology uh, long enough over years now uh, with uh, thousands of treatments performed in our clinic. And this latest iteration of the device uh, is uh, advanced in a way that uh, is going to make uh, this decision for a practice a no-brainer decision. Uh, there's, they're they're going to be able to use it, use it every day uh, on the low energy settings, on the high energy settings, uh, get a, a med spa rejuvenation treatment or an almost surgical treatment, if not sometimes better than a surgical treatment. <laughs> and I, as an oculoplastic surgeon, say, oh boy, I might be uh, uh, <laughs> out of a job someday. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> But it's, it's I don't impressive think, to see. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, there's, there's, um, I think there's a trend toward people really wanting to look natural, at least the people that I talk to. And then right. you have, you know, uh, a lot of the real, you know, younger generation that is, is looking to do body treatments, you know, but they'll be at that point where they want to do eye treatments one day, you right, know, right. to their forties. So, I, I just really want to thank you for answering these questions and being my guest today. Uh, you're such a pleasure to talk to. And um, I think this is really just the start of, 
of really kind of educating people on, you know, age jet, age jet I, um, how it's used. It takes the fear out of walking into an office. And um, it's, I think, and I hope that a lot of our listeners have got some great um, information on this and that they look around. I'm going to list your information on the podcast and where they can find you and uh, Instagram as well. So if they want to see some of your before and afters, and um, of course, then people can also go to the website, which I will also list and see what doctors are in their area. But you'd be surprised how many people um, will travel just to have a doctor like you. So you never know. <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> you. I, I mentioned that. your name yesterday uh, to uh, a, a woman who is. She looks great for sixty-one. And she's like talking just a little bit, something here and here. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. money is not an issue to her. And uh, I sent her your information. So you just never know. You never know. Oh, thank so you, Kelly. I look forward to having you maybe next time. And we can talk a little bit more about the treatment and uh, see if there's any uh, questions that come in. That'd be great. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, thanks so much. You have a great day.